I really believe that we're stepping into a time of promises being fulfilled. Amen? Anybody in agreement with that this morning? Promises being fulfilled. Excellent. Well, Ignition, this is your moment to, to head out with uh, the team this morning. And uh, you're going to have fun, whatever you're doing this morning, just as the kids are. And uh, we're going to speak God's word here this morning. And I'm just really believing again for God just to continue to build upon what he has been doing over this month. Of course, uh, we are in this month of January where we are believing for spiritual breakthrough and natural and supernatural breakthrough as well. And so we're going to continue our thoughts in that this morning over the month of January we're journeying through these 31 days of breakthrough prayer and remember uh, we're encouraging you uh, not legalistically not religiously um, but just as a hook that three times a day if you can find space three times a day for five minutes just to be declaring and praying breakthrough over situations and what we're encouraging you to do is to pray for other people before you pray for yourself so often we come before God and we say I need this and I need that and if you could do this for me now we're encouraging you to flip the script on that and to actually be praying for other people before yourself so that at any one time throughout the month of January there are seven eight nine hundred people praying breakthrough for you and that fantastic but at any one time I'm walking around during January saying apart from those who forgot to do it apart from those who just will not join in there are so many hundreds of people because we're one church in many different locations praying breakthrough over my life that builds my expectancy and so on Sunday mornings we're talking about breakthrough and we're encouraging you to be involved in the breakthrough prayer if you haven't yet started praying if you've said oh, I completely forgot about that or I just haven't been doing it then again like I said last week just jump on in today Start today. You know, it's not like I said last week, like heaven is going, well, you know, you're a bit late to the party. Uh, you can have the leftovers. The good thing about the kingdom of God is you just jump in and be involved and you see what God's going to do in your life. So Sunday mornings, we're talking about breakthrough because otherwise all we're going to do in January is say breakthrough prayer and use that word breakthrough. And it won't actually mean anything um, to us. We won't be able to actually attach anything to it. So we're teaching on breakthrough throughout the month of January and in the first Sunday of the year we spoke about having great expectations remember this that we said that if we're going to be praying for breakthrough we've got to have great expectations of breakthrough and I encourage you what are you expecting for your life and for your family and for our church over not just this month but over the year of 2022 and if we're expecting great things it will be shown in what we're saying and it will be shown in the prayers that we're praying then last week we began to talk about this word breakthrough a little bit more and actually began to talk about what does breakthrough actually mean? What does breakthrough actually look like? And time doesn't allow us to fully recap that message, but you can listen to it again on our website, family.church, or go to the Family Church app on your phone. But essentially, we learned this in a nutshell, that breakthrough is moving beyond an obstacle. Breakthrough it's like a military advance that breaks through the enemy line to possess what the army believes is rightfully theirs. And you may remember we had uh, the, the guys up here as a visual demonstration, kind of forming a barrier. And I broke through just to demonstrate what's going to take place over this coming month and over this coming year. That there are situations that seem like there's an obstacle standing before you. But God is going to be the one who breaks through on your behalf. Amen. So, in simple terms, a breakthrough comes when 
what you desire or what you're desperate to possess is the other side of an obstacle, is the other side of enemy lines. And for each of us, that represents different areas, doesn't it? For me, I know what it represents for me, but for others, it may represent health. It may represent provision. All these things that we were praying for a moment ago, different areas of your life where you say, I just need to see something change. A house move, a house purchase, something in your career, something over your children, a spiritual breakthrough. There's all manner of different things we can be believing for. And we spoke on the fact last week that actually breakthrough often happens within you before it happens around you. So that message is available for you to catch up on and I'd encourage you to give it a listen if you weren't around because we're just building week upon week. Now today, I want to focus in more on the prayer aspect of what we're doing. And we're going to be talking today about the why, the how and the what of Breakthrough Prayer. Now obviously when I say that, what we're going to do today is very much an overview um, because if you were to really dig down into the thought of why, how, and what when it comes to breakthrough prayer, that would be a whole series of teaching in itself. And we've done that before, and no doubt we'll do that again in the future. But really today is just about encouraging you to recognize the power of prayer. But we're not just saying breakthrough, breakthrough. There's something powerful about prayer. And I also want to teach this morning more than prayer. I want to teach about how to have effective prayer when it comes to what we are believing for. So the first question is this, why pray? Why do we even pray? See, what we began to explore last week and what we need to understand is that our breakthroughs, the things that we are contending for, are always going to be opposed by the enemy and spiritual forces. Now again, before, if you're new to us, and you think this is all a bit Star Wars-y and the, the good force and the bad force, understand that the Bible talks that there is a reality to the spiritual world in which we're living in. We spoke last week that the enemy does not want you living in victory. The enemy, who is real, does not want you living a life of abundance and to be joy-filled and to have peace. He wants you uh, to be dead. He wants to still kill and destroy from your life. He wants you living in a place of anxiety. He wants you living in a place of fear and depression, feeling defeated. And so sometimes when we're praying for breakthrough, and we're believing for breakthrough, we will hit obstacles, as we spoke of last week, the, the wall, the obstacle, the, the, the enemy line. And let's be honest today, when you are believing for a breakthrough, and you've been believing for a while and you're not seeing it come to pass, that can cause you to feel discouraged. That can cause you to feel fed up. That can cause you to feel defeated or want to quit. And we need to realize that actually the breakthroughs we need and long for are only ever going to come about as a result of prayer. We need to understand the power when it comes to prayer. Instead of looking to other people for breakthrough, we need to begin to look to God for our breakthrough. So when we pray, you need to understand this, that there are spiritual forces that want to stop you from receiving the life of victory that God has for you. Now Ephesians chapter 6 puts it this way. If you've got a Bible with you, turn it to Ephesians chapter 6. The words will also come up on the screen. So I want to teach this this morning so that we have an understanding of what it is that we're doing throughout this month. Ephesians 6 verse 12 puts it this way. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, 
throughout the Bible you see, not in great detail, but in enough detail for us to understand this, that we are involved in a spiritual battle every single day that we're alive. And actually, the prayers of believers are vital to the advancement of the kingdom of God. The prayers of believers are vital to us experience breakthrough and the life of victory that Christ has purchased for us. Now, we don't need to necessarily understand how that all works. And anybody who stands and says, I understand everything about the spiritual realm and everything that's going on is probably stretching the truth um, somewhat when they say that. But we just need to understand that prayer is vital to that battle. I don't understand every spiritual battle that's taking place around my life. I just need to know that actually God has given me this weapon called prayer in that battle. And prayer is a weapon that we use to see God take ground and bring breakthrough. So let's look at an example of this in the Bible. Daniel chapter 10. Again, just laying the foundation so that we understand how this actually works. Now to put this moment into context, Daniel is in a moment where he's been praying and partially fasting for 21 days. That's where we get the well-known Daniel fast uh, that many different people do at different times of the year. And and so there's this moment where he's praying, uh, where he's fasting, because he wants to gain greater insight into a revelation that he's been given. Now, in this moment, and what we're about to read, after 21 days of praying and seemingly nothing happening, this is the moment that we pick up where an angelic being comes to speak to him. Daniel 10, 12 to 14. Says, then he, that's talking about the angelic being, said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of a king of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, I think they're having fun and no one's uh, getting strangled, but we'll let you know on that. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit prince of the king of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. Now you may read that and think, what on earth is that all about? The spiritual king of Persia, what on earth is that all about? What does that actually mean? But essentially, for 21 days, Daniel has been praying... Daniel has been believing for breakthrough and there's been this spiritual battle taking place that he is completely unaware of in this moment. I want you to see this, that Daniel is praying for 21 days and what is he seeing? Nothing. All he's experiencing is no response. All he is experiencing those 21 days is waiting. All he's experiencing is no word from the Lord, unaware completely of what is taking place in the heavenly realms in that moment. Now this is an example to us that we may not always fully understand or know the spiritual battles that are taking place out of natural sight and natural understanding. And actually the truth is that God doesn't want us to know more about uh, the angelic realm than reveal, is revealed in scripture of what he would have put it in his word. But God clearly wants us to know that there is much more going on than what we see. And that actually we and our responsibility is to pray to him until we see that breakthrough happen. Are you still with me? You will understand what we're saying in this moment. Now what this doesn't mean, because some Christians like to do this, is Pray for 21 days and breakthrough will automatically come. Like some kind of magical formula. Well, that's what Daniel did. Now, 
Praise God, sometimes it will. So other times, you pray for two days and, and everything just opens up. And especially when you're a new Christian, it seems you just pray a prayer the next day it's answered. Why? Because God is just responding to your, to, to your prayers. But do you know what? God wants to grow you. God wants to mature you. And so sometimes when we pray, breakthrough happens instantly. Other times, it's a whole lot longer than 21 days. And some of you would know that to be true. You've been praying for weeks, for months, for years, even for decades, and you are still yet to see your breakthrough in that moment. So sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. So this isn't a formula. But what this does teach us very clearly is that the enemy will try to block your breakthrough, but prayer is powerful and makes a difference. Now as you read through the Bible, you see this pattern Happening, but before every significant breakthrough, there are often seasons of difficult, discouraging opposition. And if we take Daniel chapter 10 and Ephesians chapter 6 and other bits of the Bible seriously, we can understand why. Because God is invading the territory that Satan considers to be his. God is taking ground that the enemy wrongly thinks is his. And so the enemy, of course, doesn't want you taking ground. He doesn't want you in a place of victory. Do you know what the devil wants? He wants you tired and fed up and complaining and thinking this is never going to change. He wants you doubting. He wants you questioning your faith. He wants you walking away from church. Of course, the enemy doesn't want you living in that life of abundance. Of course, the enemy doesn't want you believing that a breakthrough is possible. Of course, the enemy doesn't want you knowing that a breakthrough is coming in your health or in your finances or in your relationships or emotions or your marriage or your workplace or in our church or whatever area of breakthrough that it is that we're believing for, he wants you to quit and to walk away despondent. But we've got to live in the understanding of the truth that as we pray, God is working in the background of our lives in ways that we don't necessarily see, in ways that we don't always understand in this moment. But our role is to stay persistent in prayer, knowing that we will see the breaker go before us. Amen. Knowing that God is the God of a breakthrough and that prayer is powerful. See, that's what we've got to understand in these 21 or 31 days. And as I said, when we hit February, it doesn't mean that breakthrough prayer is over. We just put in the spotlight on it in this moment. But in these days of praying, we've got to understand that our prayers are powerful. Otherwise, it's just empty rhetoric. Every time we pray, it's not this little ritual that we do. It's not something, you know, the only time, you know, pray so that you don't get food poisoning, bless this food. It's not this little ritual that we do. Prayer is powerful. And by the way, let me make that more specific. Your prayer is powerful. Okay, not just a prayer of a pastor or of a church. Your prayer is powerful. James 5 verse 16. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So according to the Bible, anyone who is righteous, who pr- when they pray, their prayers are powerful and will produce results. How many of you this morning, you are righteous? Two of you are righteous. Wow, this is quite worrying. Okay, Let, let's do a whole teaching of righteousness. You are righteous because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. What does righteousness mean? It just means right standing before God. And so when you pray, the Bible says that because you are righteous, your prayer carries power. You say, I don't know about that. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. For God made Jesus, who knew no sin, he never sinned, to be sin for us. Why? 
so that we might become the righteousness of God in him, that there was a divine exchange that took place. This month, know this, your prayers are powerful. Your prayers will produce wonderful results. What if we actually understood that? That my prayers are powerful. That God Almighty listens to me and God Almighty listens to you. That I have access to the God of the breakthrough. 1 John 5 verse 14. This is a confidence. I like the Amplified. It says this is the remarkable degree of confidence. Remarkable degree of confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Are we just reading that in our Bibles but not actually understanding the magnitude? God hears me when I pray. Hebrews 4 verse 16. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. God hears us us we have access to God our prayers are powerful and yet how often do we walk around stressed worried confused feeling defeated lacking wisdom unchanged ignoring this gift that God has given to us so if we understand that prayer is vital if we understand that prayer is powerful we can be left with a question well how do I pray And my response to that is not to say to you, okay, here's how you pray. You pray in this order, and you say these words in this way, and you pray at this time of the day. Again, when we said pray for three times a day, that's not as some kind of religious magical formula. That's just something that we can attach to and hook to. When you pray, it doesn't matter how you pray. Some people have a room in their house that they call their prayer room. They go in there, they do battle. Other people go for a walk and have conversation with God. Some people need music when they pray. Some people need silence. Some people love to journal. Some people hate the very thought of having to journal. People are wired very differently. And so how you pray is completely different, no doubt, to how I pray. But that's okay. It's okay because we're all wired differently. So what this isn't about is style. What this is about is substance. The better question is this. What is the substance of prayer? What are some of the key ingredients to effective breakthrough Prayer. Now, the first one I want to talk about is the Word, the Bible. For often, people, because they don't know what to pray or how to pray, they come with a shopping list mentality before God. And we need to understand the power of God's Word in prayer. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says that the Word of God is living, it's active, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. When we speak the verses from the Bible, when we speak out Scripture, do you know there's something powerful that takes place because we come into agreement with God's word. And God's word is his oath. God is not a man that he should lie. He is faithful to his word. How many of you know God is faithful? Okay, that's good. That's a bit more than those of you who knew you were righteous. You're learning. Okay, God is faithful to his word. He will never leave it unfulfilled. So we're left with a choice. Am I just going to pray what I see, how I feel, And again, all those things are fine because that's what the psalmist did and God's okay with handling your emotions. 
But am I just going to pray that or am I also going to actually say, but God, this is what you say in your word. Because one of the most powerful prayers we can pray is to stand upon the promises of God in his word. Amen. 2 Peter 1 verse 4 says that God has given us great and precious promises. God has given you promises about healing. God has given you promises about provision. God has given you promises about so many different areas of your life. Now we need to be careful that we don't make the Bible like a magic spell book or, I'll have, or an Argos catalogue. I'll have one of those and one of those. And if I do it in this order, oh, I like that one. I'll take that one. I'll, I'll twist the scripture completely out of context and make it for me because that's how many people relate to God's word. We've got to see it for what it is. It's not some magical spell book. There's got to be faith attached. But I want to encourage you, the word of God is powerful when you remind God of what he has spoken over your life. So here's what I want you to do in these days of praying. Find a verse for your situation. If, if you don't know your Bible, you don't know, speak to your connect group leader. Hopefully they know the Bible and they can give you a verse for your situation. Or come and speak to one of the leaders, come and speak to us and we will find you a verse that we can come into agreement with you concerning whatever situation it is. So we pray God's word. But here's another key ingredient. We pray in faith. Because otherwise you can have God's word and anyone you can look at the word of God and if there's no faith attached, it's just empty words. What is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. God is not moved by emotion. God is not moved by style of prayer. God is not moved by volume. God is moved by faith. You say, oh, I don't know, I, I don't know about that. Okay, let's look at it. Matthew 21, this is Jesus speaking, and this is after the fig tree incident. And what happens is Jesus is hungry, and he goes um, to eat some figs, and there's no figs on this tree. And so he curses the tree and says, may you wither, and may you die. And the next day they're coming past again, and the disciples look at them, Jesus, that tree... I always imagine like they're, they're like going out there, like Jesus, this is amazing. That tree that you is dead, and Jesus is like, yeah, I, I told it to die, and it would because my words are powerful. But in this moment, they're, they're, they're like, this is amazing, Jesus. How did you do that? Now listen to what Jesus says to them. He says this: I tell you the truth, Matthew twenty-one, twenty-one and twenty-two. If you have faith and you do not doubt, you can do things like this. And much more. Now, again, this was just an example. What he's not saying is go around, find some fig trees. You know, uh, don't waste your time by standing in your garden saying, I curse you, plant, I curse you, plant. There's much better things that you can be praying for, okay? If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can say to this mountain, and this is a part that we do like, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and that's where many people stop. But Jesus carries on. He says, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Now, this is Jesus speaking, okay? This isn't some televangelist that causes you to switch off a TV because you're just irritated by them, let's be honest. This is Jesus speaking these words in this moment. So faith has got to be a vital ingredient in breakthrough prayer. James, five verse, sorry, James 1 verse 5 to 8 says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives it generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now listen to this, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, 
because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. This isn't the kind of scripture that we like to have as a memory verse or put up on our fridge, but it's a reality that James says if we're saying one thing in prayer and something other times, then we're double-minded. So James is saying, you know what, this month of January, there's no point saying in, in our time of breakthrough prayer, oh God, I thank you that you're going to heal that person, or I thank you you're going to provide uh, in this situation. God, over the church, I thank you you're going to do this. And then you're having coffee with somebody, uh, and you're sipping your coffee saying, I, I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't know that I think I'm not going to have a job anymore. I don't think God's going to provide. Why? Because all we're doing is being double-minded. And the Bible says that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because they're unstable in all their ways. Now, please hear me very clearly. What this isn't saying is you won't have moments of doubt. What this isn't saying is deny reality, bury your head in the sand, and it will all go away. Okay? The Bible talks about realities, but it speaks of a God who's greater than those realities. Last week when I spoke about healing that I experienced in my life, I didn't deny the reality. I didn't walk around saying, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. I didn't go to, to you know, I didn't say, I'm not going to go to hospital appointments. I'm going to rip up the paperwork because I'm not sick. I understood the reality of what was happening in my body at that moment, but I understood that there was a God who had given me a promise concerning my situation, and so I knew that he would bring breakthrough in that area of my life. Does that make sense this morning? Romans chapter 4, 17 to 21. This is a great demonstration of this. It says, that is what the Bible means when God told Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason to hope, Abraham kept hoping believing he would become the father of many nations. Why? Because God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced Great expectations. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. I love those verses because here was Abraham who was a man of faith, who wasn't denying reality. He didn't bury his head in the sand hoping it would all go away. He realized he was a very old man. He realized his wife Sarah's womb was barren. He knew the reality of this moment. And so what we're not saying in this situation is ignore the realities of what's going on right now. What we're saying is pray over the realities that are taking place right now. What we're not saying is if you've experienced stuff before, it was because you didn't have enough faith. We're not going down that path. But what we are teaching is that faith is clearly a vital ingredient in breakthrough prayer. So God's word is a vital ingredient. Faith is a vital ingredient. Now here's the part we really don't like and wish we could just avoid. Patience is a vital ingredient and breakthrough prayer. We live in a microwave generation. We want that we prayed on January the 1st for breakthrough in January, not even the 2nd, the evening of January the 1st, it comes to pass 
in our lives. We don't really like the thought of patience and we look at children and we say they're impatient but actually God looks at us and says yeah you're a fully grown adult and you are impatient. But listen to what the Bible says Hebrews 6 verse 12. We do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what God has promised. How many of you are absolutely amazing and you have got patience sorted out? Excellent. This is a time when your hand shouldn't have gone up. Although if you did, then God bless you. You're amazing. And you're probably a whole lot more patient. I'm an impatient person. Ask Kirsty, she will tell you the truth. I can be impatient. But you know what? We love to have faith, but what about having patience? Because sometimes in Ephesians chapter 6 teaches us this, having done all, all that's left for us to do is to stand. Now we're going to look more at that next week. It's to stand and watch God on the battlefield bring breakthrough. Our role, having gone to the God of a breakthrough, is to keep enduring, to keep believing, and to remain in patience. Jesus taught this, that prayers aren't always answered overnight. Luke 18 verse 1, it says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Other translations say, never lose heart, which in the original language means this, to be wearied out, to be exhausted, to be fed up. Some of you today, you are weary in prayer. You are exhausted in prayer. You have been praying and you see no change over children, provision, healing, whatever area it is. And so you are weary. Jesus' word to you is, don't lose heart. Never give up. Now you may say, well, okay, well, what do I pray in this moment? Do I just keep every time I set my alarm clock and say the same to Jesus and Jesus and you just say the same thing over and over again? Well, actually, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, don't keep babbling on like the pagans. Don't use vain repetitions because there's no faith attached to that. So, okay, I won't do that. I won't just repeat the same thing over and over again. But clearly, on the other hand, Jesus says we're to persist in prayer. We're to keep going back to God. So what do we do in that moment? Here's what I believe is the answer. That we go from requesting to thanksgiving. Jesus, you have heard my prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are true to your word. I know you're going to do this in my life. I don't yet see it. I don't understand what's going on. But I know that you are faithful and I believe. And so I know that you've heard my voice because I'm righteous. And the Bible says that when I pray, it's powerful. The Bible says that I can come boldly before you. The Bible says that you hear my request in my time of need and that you respond to it. So we are in this place where we thank God that his word is going to come to pass. Some of you right now, you are in a battle. And it's bigger than you actually realized. Because all you are doing in this moment is you are praying and in the natural you're just seeing nothing happen. In the natural you wake up the next day and it's exactly the same as the day before. But supernaturally in the spiritual realm that Ephesians talks about and the book of Daniel talks about, there is war taking place and the God of a breakthrough is going before you and he will bring to pass everything in the natural that you are standing and contending and believing for. So Jesus says, when you pray, do not grow weary. When you pray, do not lose heart. When you pray, do not give up because a breakthrough is coming around the corner. Do we believe that this morning? Listen, I want to encourage you. If you're praying for breakthrough and you're seeing nothing, 
it's not because there's something wrong with you. Sometimes you come to church and you think, everybody else has got their breakthrough, but not me. Everybody else seems to walk on water, but not me. Everybody seems to have it all together, but not me. Listen. The Word of God says endure. Often I've learned this, that the greatest opposition comes just before the greatest breakthroughs. Why? Because the enemy knows what you're about to receive. And the enemy wants you weary. And the enemy wants you quitting. And the enemy wants you doubting and walking away because he does not want you living in a victory that is rightfully yours. If you're praying for breakthrough and not seeing it come to pass, and in fact all that's growing within you is not expectancy but weariness and frustration and doubt and cynicism, Jesus says, do not lose heart. I want to pray for you this morning. Just close your eyes in this place. Listen, when we pray, the Bible says it's powerful. When we pray, we're actually coming up against a whole lot more than we realize in the natural. Again, that doesn't mean we have to get spooky or weird. It's just a reality that the Bible speaks about, that there's a, an unseen world that's taking place around your seen world and your natural world. And you're coming up against some stuff, but listen to what John, 1 John 4 verse 4 says. He who is, who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Listen, you don't need to live in fear. You don't need to live in a place of anxiety. Jesus said, and I've been beginning to speak to people about these words. And it's amazing. I had different meetings with different people this week and just encouraging them. And I, I was saying, do you know what? Jesus says, do not worry. And I'll tell you what, the minute I began to open up my mouth and, and encourage people, do not worry, every single attack that could come upon my life, seriously, because sometimes you think that we live in this little pastoral bubble where nothing ever goes, every attack of the enemy started to come against my mind and against our family, where everything within me wanted to go to this place of worry and anxiety. Well, what about this? What about this? And God really reminded, what is it that you've been telling other people to do? Do not worry. Jesus said that as a command, not as a nice suggestion. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Listen, I just want to pray as we close out this service this morning for breakthrough to begin to break out in situations. But first of all, I want to pray for you. We often said, or said last week, that often breakthrough happens within you before it happens around you. And for some of you who are weary, who are frustrated, who are confused, I just want to speak hope into your life this morning. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you are a God who's so gentle, who's so gracious, who's so generous. And Holy Spirit, you're, the Word says that you are a comforter and a strengthener. And so, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you would be what the Bible says you are today in people's situations. Lord, comfort them, strengthen them. For those who are weary, for those who maybe walked into this room on the edge of giving up on God, on the edge of giving up, believing for their breakthrough, thinking, well, this is just going to be the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. Lord, I thank you that you are doing something within them today that is going to cause them to see breakthrough on the outside of their lives. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those locked in a spiritual battle that they would be 
strengthened in the inner person of who they are this morning. Holy Spirit, empower them to stand firm, having done all, to stand and we will see you bring breakthrough in every situation that we are contending and believing for. Holy Spirit, I thank you that the day is coming like Daniel, that as he stood there and saw nothing come to pass, as he stood there and prayed and it seemed like nothing was going on in the natural, there was a supernatural spiritual battle taking place that Heavenly Father, you won, you have the victory and over every situation we begin to declare this morning, victory over health situations, over financial situations, over children and teenagers who are going away from God, over wives who are going away from God, over husbands who are going away from God. God, we thank you, you have victory over mental health issues, Lord. We thank you that you are victorious over just situations of confusion, Lord, where people don't have direction. Why, thank you, Lord, that you are their wisdom and direction. Lord, for those who need employment, we speak, Father, of a perfect job to come along. Even this week, we thank you that it is coming. We choose not to look at what's happening on the natural. We thank you that something has taken place in the supernatural. Holy Spirit, we thank you that for those needing or desiring a home, for those through in a chain of going through to buy a house, Lord, for those wanting to purchase their first house, Father, we thank you. Supernatural breakthrough. Supernatural provision. Lord, for those needing a deposit to rent, Lord, we thank you for supernatural provision. Lord, we, we, we dare to be specific for what we're believing for this morning. And we thank you that this will come to pass. Lord, for those who need restoration in their life, who need restoration of a friendship, Lord, I thank you that you're going to bring together that friendship and restore it to what it should be and what it could be. Holy Spirit, I thank you that the enemy has had his day, that the enemy will give up, not us giving up. And Lord, we thank you for those prophecies that we heard last week, last Sunday evening, that spiritual plunder is coming back to the people of God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we're going to see the breaker go before us and bring victory into our lives. Thank you, God, that you are faithful to your word. You are faithful to bring it to pass in our lives. And we're expecting, God, we have great expectations of what you are yet to do in your mighty name we pray amen and amen come on release a shout of praise as a as a declaration of what you are believing for in your life yeah. um i just feel like god's been bothering me for like weeks and i've only been here since october so you might not know me i'm meg um so I, about six years ago, was diagnosed with ME and so chronic fatigue. Um, and in August, September, um, I was basically bed bound. I was, I had to have, you might have noticed when I first came here, I had a cane with me um, and I was struggling to look after my two-year-old daughter. Um, and I was having to use um, a mobility scooter and everything to get around. I was just really struggling and I was at a really low point. Um, and I came uh, for the first time beginning of, of October um, and I was only here for about three weeks and I just needed prayer really desperately and was prayed for after um, a service one day and I'd been in so much pain for that week. It was unbelievable. And then I just, I went home after service and it was gone. It was just completely gone. And um, 
I'm going to get emotional now. <laughs> um, I've been in a lot of pain for about six years and it's all, I've not had to touch the cane since, I've not had to have my medication since. Um, and yeah, and I can walk around and do stuff with my daughter, I can run, I can just be me. So I just wanted to share that, um, you know, God is faithful and I think it really took for me to just believe that um, on that day, I think I'd really just suddenly it clicked that this could happen, it will happen. Um, so thank you everyone who did pray for me, um, but I'm, there's a lot still to do in my head mentally, I'm still struggling, but physically I've just been healed and it's amazing. So praise God. Thank you. Love that. Glory to God. And uh, let that be something, you know, we overcome by the power of our testimony and the blood of Lamb. So let that be something that stirs faith within you. And do you know what? Uh, we, we encourage you in the, in the weekly email on social media um, that if you're experiencing breakthrough, um, then make sure that you're on the website, there's a page. And if you're like, I, I don't know how to access it, talk to us and we will help you with that. Because we just want a bank of testimonies of what God is doing. And we're seeing so much happening already. But do you know what? At the end of January and at the end of this year, we just want to say, look, over the last 12 months, look at what God has been doing. Look at what God has been doing because it stirs faith. Thank you for that, Mary. It stirs faith within people to believe for what they are contending for. So, praise God.